<laughs> well. I didn't even do anything this no, time. I you, literally it was it was didn't like, even do anything. I gave myself a breath and then was like, uh, forget it. <laughs> Take two. Hello, and welcome to the Cubicorn Games Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. Joining me today, Lorraine Morbido is here. Physically, probably. We're going to try to talk about a few things. It's been a week. It's been the things happen. <laughs> Handful of personal things. Yeah, life is sad and frustrating mm. and uh, all that stuff. But I'm not going to go into details necessarily, but... Heat exhaustion <laughs> for me. <laughs> a headache that won't fucking go away. Yeah. It's personal stuff, some family things. It's yeah. just, uh. Had a lot. We didn't stream uh, this weekend. The weekend this is being yeah, recorded. Called, the prior weekend of this is going up. Called it's, an audible slightly, which is, you yeah. know, like I said, it's okay. Eventually yeah. we were going to miss this one anyway. We'll miss, we'll miss more again. Yeah. Like I said, I'm actually looking forward to, um, to finishing up uh tales like i said so we can have that other slot to play around with more uh just to like to either not stream or to stream an indie thing or to do something totally different maybe we'll do like some live podcast stuff at some point i don't know uh but just to like because i like i said I, I've, I've really enjoyed getting back into the swing of streaming stuff mm-hmm. on, on the whole but right now like i said i we kind of had this conversation before we uh, like after coming back from shipping down the drain or whatever, but it's just, I, w- I wanted to, um, I at least want to kind of try to, like, in the future, laser focus on, like, a specific kind of task, like, uh, to make the streams at least somewhat consistent from thing to thing. Um, and knowing that, like, we'll probably never be the kind of people who will ever stream, like, one game. Like, I don't want, mm. necessarily want to be a Twitch streamer. <laughs> sure. In the sense that, like, you know, the kind of people who play, like, Fortnite You don't want to be seven a capital a G gamer? Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to become, I don't really want to do that. I'm not super interested in, like, just playing one game a ton mm-hmm. and, like, trying to garnish some kind of, gar- garnish, <laughs> garner some kind of audience that way. Put a little parsley on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a sprig. <laughs> uh, but I've really liked enjoy, uh, my, my mouth is fucked. I just, week has really taken it out of me <laughs> i've really enjoyed checking out a bunch of smaller stuff and i kind of want to keep going down that route even like in my mind the way that we'd maybe expand that more out is to even look at more um as opposed to even more things that are really tiny that are like mm. in development or just otherwise just super small to look at other indie stuff that's you know bigger and like like more established and that like that's still getting views because it is still at the end of the day more like the stuff that we're like collectively you're like, interested you're in. You're super giant as opposed to like yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. As opposed to like more AAA stuff mm-hmm. or more like retro stuff. Not that I'm a, like I said intrinsically opposed to it. It's just that like the long let's play stuff I think is uh, it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that said, I'm really. I enjoy whenever we sit down for some tales or whatever, and I'm glad that you're getting to play that game again. And I think the only reason that I would be more sad to see it go is because it kind of gives me an excuse to play something like that because of just, like, oh, how I've moved fair. on with, like, gaming habits. It's a lot harder to sit down with just a single-player game, especially console, and just play it. Um Whereas, like, if we did it on stream, it's like we're doing something and also playing a video game. No, I get that. And again, that's just where 
I mean, I think the kind of stuff no, I feel I, like... No, I understand, though. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, it's both trying to build, like, a cohesive suite of content for anyone we who have never built a cohesive it. suite of anything and and the and the sets that's personally what i'm interested in play right now it's I'm, valid. I'm interested in playing smaller stuff i just like chaos <laughs> i've really enjoyed the handful of small games yeah, we checked out I mean, recently so um looking forward to checking out more hoping to get a couple other leads in the next week or two i do i do have one or two other things in the queue that we can check out in the mm-hmm. near future but uh other than that i don't know like i said we've got other Personal crap we're not going to get into. We did play one game. It's true. On stream before we recorded this. Su- you- Superspective. Okay. I remembered it this time. <laughs> it took, it's taken me like the last six, Super hot six to eight spective. days <laughs> to consistently remember the name. <laughs> uh, it's called Superspective. Yeah. Oh, I don't have his name up. Uh, yeah, I'll look at Oh, Lorraine will find the developer's name for me. We took sure it down. Sent, yeah, sure I sent it to her in an email a while back. But uh, it's made by one uh, dude, right? He's Josh Sauter. Yeah, and he was. He said he was working alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is extremely impressive because that yeah. game is cool. Uh, so it's a first-person 3D puzzle game that's very in the the likes of <laughs> Super Liminal, <laughs> um, Portal. Yeah. Antichamber stuff like that. It's a it's a three D first person puzzle solving game where the environments around you are weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that that is many of the puzzles, um, and the general vibe is that like you're kind of moving through spaces mm-hmm. that you interact with the spaces in ways that you know don't conform to reality as we understand it. Like yeah. like physics gets weird. You end up walking up surfaces and. Uh, like your perspective will change. Like going like, past like a barrier or whatever. Yeah, it will change like the places you could go yeah, the to. the landscape and of the room. And... Even walking through rooms a certain way can uh, change the way your character mm-hmm. perceives them, the way you can move through the the environment. Um, it was pretty neat. Yeah. We played that for about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. Despite Until some we broke it. streaming issues on our end. And yeah, like at some point <laughs> <laughs> the demo just kind of collapsed out from under us, but. Again, that's okay. Yeah, that's the like nature of playing early yeah. stuff. Uh, said, My favorite part was that how like surprising where we ended up after that was for the developer <laughs> himself. He had him in the chat. Yeah, I was we glad. were like in like a beta area, which uh-huh. was pretty cool. I was glad he popped in, and and again, I was super. Uh, <laughs> I felt bad that he felt bad that the demo kind of mm-hmm. went sideways because again, that's not. Uh, that's like the whole point of putting out stuff early yeah. is to find stuff like that and just to get eyes on, yeah. on regardless, even if it's going to break, because everything's going to break, even when you... Oh, yeah. Like your gold release is going to break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, the more times you break it early, the better. Good code is a construct, baby. Yeah, for sure. I guess flawless code is more of what I was going for. But I really... Yeah, I really did enjoy it. Like yeah. that's Like everything, every single game we've played... Uh, so far, things that I would play more of, and mm-hmm. it's like you know, we'll see how that how all those things come together. Um, but the puzzles were pretty good so far. Still, like a couple of like again, just kind of iterating. Yeah, he said we were the first people to get to that number puzzle. Yeah, out of like, like a more tight, like probably just like cause, like a friend of his was in there and like they'd played it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that puzzle, like, so it's a. I don't even want to necessarily get into the specifics on here, but if you're interested, you can go back and watch our archive mm-hmm. on. Uh, just search for Cubicorn Games on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I finally did get that archive up and stitched together from the. The tech, stream archive the, yeah, and the, the, the local recordings we, we were made. having. Yeah, that was on our end too. So, in addition to the game, like, kind of crapping out at a certain point, we also just our internet was being shitty that night. <laughs> mm-hmm. The stream was not uh, as stable as I wish it would have been. Yeah. 
Uh, but we got the archive together. I'm glad it, I'm glad that, that mm-hmm. exists because again, mostly I want to just host those so that the developers themselves can look back. And... Right, if they want to go back and check the tape, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when they like to see what happened or whatever, something went weird or whatever. Like I think that's valuable for people to have on hand if they need it. So that's 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 a good reason to try to keep a hold on those mm-hmm. and, and get them up for folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that number puzzle is basically like, it was like you have to... Weird counting. Yeah, you have to set a bunch of switches to force the game to do like arithmetic to to push buttons force, and advance Force the game and Lorraine um, to do arithmetic. And like I said, I actually think it was pretty well designed. Mm-hmm. Like we understood like... We got there eventually. 80% of it pretty much immediately and then... I was going, I was so <laughs> tired at that point. I was going like straight off vibes and my vibes were generally pretty tight. Yeah, but... and, then, and then the last chunk, which was a very important chunk, uh, we kind of brute forced ourselves way through the early parts of it. <laughs> and then later on, like we really needed to know <laughs> yeah. the thing that we had kind of stopped ourselves from understanding by by fiddle with the puzzle. So that yeah. was um, our big note that that uh, he kind of took away that I, mm-hmm. I would expect that 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 to work just fine. Yeah, like I said, it'll kind of be harder up front, but I think that's okay because it's a puzzle game. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I don't know. What do you you don't want puzzles in your puzzle game? <laughs> you don't want them to make you think. Stop playing a puzzle game. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really good. And the environments were you know sharp looking, mm-hmm. like clean, very tidy, very minimal, but in a good way. Like not uh, in a way that let you really see where the mechanics were. Because of like yeah, good use of uh, color, color like, and, and and space, motif the... even like keeping things like a very simplistic and understandable, like kind of right off the bat, like you could tell what was interactable, what was not, what things connected to what other things based on like color coding and other stuff. Um, very specific um, visual effects for certain parts of it and. It was all very readable, despite mm-hmm. using like a generally monochromatic color scheme with yeah, right. very eye-catching accents. Right, mostly black and white looking, with some cool like visual shading tricks, like mm-hmm. you said, as you kind of would shift perspective to some things, or sometimes you would look through an object that would kind of make the stuff behind it look mm-hmm. weird in a cool way, and uh, yeah, a lot of neat stuff like that. Which again, I can't really speak to from a developer standpoint because uh. we've never made. Uh, like 3D environments. Yeah. <laughs> like we've only really worked on 2D games, so. Kind of on purpose. Yeah, it's just a whole different beast. Um, and it has its pros and cons, obviously, yeah. like the, some of the big pros are that, like, you can create worlds like that with that mm-hmm. are relatively minimal, and, you know, if you get your lighting game and your your shading game on, you can make it all look really good, but, but it's a lot of work. It's I mean, every game's a lot of work. But, and then 3D stuff comes with its own, like, you know, worrying about how the lighting is going to render on all the stuff mm-hmm. and everything. It's just a lot. So like I said, I'm impressed by <laughs> 3D games and games made by one person and every video game ever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> accurate, accurate. Uh, but it was really good. Like I said, I really enjoyed that, yeah. that little chunk we spent. It was a lot fucking of fun. around with it. I would definitely play more of it in the future. Um, there. Will, well, I'll put a dis- link to the Discord for that game in the show notes uh-huh. if anyone wants to check it out because I don't think he really has like a robust like Twitter presence or anything mm-hmm. like that, like any other kind of social media stuff yet for that project but there is a discord server mm-hmm. where you can get updates and probably more demos <laughs> if, yeah, you're, if you yeah. want to want to check it out while it's in progress too but yeah seemed like a cool dude from the back and forth i was having with him in mm-hmm. the chat yeah and i really appreciated him reaching out because that was yeah. this was the first person like he just hit me up after i posted a just a thing in one of the general chats on the the michigan game dev discord he's like hey i got a game you want to check it out 
and I really appreciate that just because yeah. I, I want to look at more games and finding games to look at is kind of its own pain in the butt. Yeah. Like it's just uh, if people are interested in having us try their stuff out, it's easier to just yeah <laughs> bring it to us than than for you know like rooting around it just takes another hour or two out of my day that I could spend doing something else. But I do want to yeah, keep up. Well, on even it. especially in situations like this, if there's not like a more like like a website, social media, anything yeah. like. We probably never would have seen this, hundred if not for that. Yeah. Um, and even other stuff that's in this state, like if it's not super complete and you don't want to have it on like itch or whatever, or um, don't have it far enough along to have it on like to even make like a Twitter presence or whatever, like mm-hmm. that's where the opposite side of the coin which as people who have been on the opposite side of the coin really sucks the outreach um just kind of asking is really important yeah and it, and it's like i said i think we pr- have so far done our best to provide like a valuable space for those mm-hmm. games to exist in in some form at least in front of a couple other people because that's my whole whole effort in doing this is that it's i want to see i want to see stuff just cool, and i want right, to show cool, other people stuff cool earnest you know, it's just like make, people weird, making things. Yeah, cool, earnest, weird stuff cool, that, that I wouldn't necessarily be exposed to otherwise. And I think we can bring a unique perspective mm-hmm. as people who know the trials of making games. Like I think, like I said, I don't think those are the only people that you should have try your thing out. But I do think it's it's very, a valuable it's a very valuable contingent of people, especially at a certain point in development. Mm-hmm. Like if a thing is rough, that's fine. Like like if you're trying to show it to lay people. Like, that might not be so fine. Like, if you're trying to put mm-hmm. it out there for the general public to fuck around with. Like, in a vacuum, if you're just trying to yeah. get, like, uh, like usability feedback. Uh, like, that could be... Like, you might want to have a more mature build at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, that's even more just, like... I think what we're doing is more kind of, like, checking math and proof of concept type deal. Like, can we... Can you... Like, for is people who are fairly competent in both the developing and playing of games, like... Can we grasp it either on our own with the tools that you've given us or like with like, if we, do we need another push? How do, how are we reacting to stuff that is in there? I don't know. Just. Yeah. It's just, it's just nice to have people know where, where that stuff's coming from and mm-hmm. what the challenges are. Yeah. Cause I mean like every time we showed stuff at Maker Fair, which was always our biggest swath of just literally all of humanity. Um, it was hard getting that point across to people like, like, oh, can I get this on, like, is this, like, an app? Can I get this on, on my phone or blah, 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 was a lot early on. Um, but they don't get not as entirely as someone closer to, like, the industry or whatever, like, how rough early games are and how much even goes into, like, a pre-alpha or like just base alpha build which is a lot of what we showed like we always had pretty hard sprints leading up to maker fair just to get like a slightly get a few more legs underneath what we were trying to show but it was still always in such a rough state because it was just they were very early builds all the time yeah and the other thing about that that i think we've done a good job at so far that i want to keep trying to do a good job at because it's a thing i'm very mindful of in my life period uh, when it comes to interfacing with like media, <laughs> mm. like content, quote unquote, of any Gross. kind, is like trying to be uh, thoughtfully, constructively critical of mm-hmm. things. Because I, I think that the internet has brain broken 
everyone. Most of <laughs> yeah, I think it has brain broken most people in terms of what e- what criticism yeah. in quotes even is. Like I think I think an entire generation plus of people has has come to understand criticism as like negative as bad, as the YouTube st- like YouTube from ten years ago style. Like all right, I'm gonna look at this thing and every single time your I, cinema sins. Right, yeah, exactly. Every single time something looks a little off, I'm gonna put a demerit down. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. make all those. I'm gonna make a bulleted list of all We're the demerits. Martin Luther, this video game. Yeah, man. I'm gonna make a bulleted list of all demerits right, and then I'm gonna <laughs> hammer them on the door of your I've Twitter been, account or whatever. Sidebar: I've been using Martin Luthering as like a <laughs> verb recently, or like a concept, uh-huh. and it always gets my point across perfectly. And I don't know exactly why. I, cause I, it didn't come. I it came from me. This verbiage. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. Aside from like a quote unquote religious upbringing, but Same. I think it's really fucking funny, and it always works. Like I said, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, have you had that not work? Have you no, thrown that out? Not been no, understood. No, because I always like when I say it, I can see like especially like outside of the immediate group of people I'm normally spewing nonsense at. Mm-hmm. I see. And I'm I'm not doing it in like super mixed company. Like who I'm, people I'm saying it to understand me and know where I'm coming from all the time. There's always like that slight hesitation, and then like a, oh okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, that's fine. But it's just that kind of thing, right? It's the mm-hmm. like if the if the if the way you approach something when you're trying to understand it or you're trying to help the person who's making it. Make it better if you if you approach it in the way that internet way like mm-hmm. of like five points deducted ten yeah. points deducted two demerits. Uh, it's just not very useful to yeah. anyone because it's like uh, <laughs> other than like uh, if you just want to look like a badass for it's being like that angry whole, that, for t- ten that, minutes straight or whatever. That scene in Ratatouille where yeah. ego is talking about like criticism is fun. People like to read it. It's fun to write, but like being honest, like actually putting yourself on the line and going to bat for something, whether it be like offering like, hey, I didn't like this about it, but I liked all these other things about it is a lot more, it's a different level of vulnerability that a lot of people don't want to show or maybe even don't know how to show anymore just because of like that like idea of like the the content, if you will, whether it be a personal tweet, some kind of like big like, expose either like a written blog form or video like Mm -hmm. the hot take yeah the hot the hot take is such a like for lack of a better word hot commodity that (laughs) everyone is chasing it constantly in everything they do and the opposite is true too where people when they find a thing that they do like and then they and if their initial pass of like you know oh my checklist didn't find any (laughs) like it's my 10 point inspection like looking at a fucking 57 Chevy or whatever like mm-hmm. oh it's all here like all the original parts or whatever then yeah, perfect yeah like, it's, and, it's flawless right, there's and, nothing wrong with the, it. it the is best blank ever existence. made movie video game TV show you know oh, anime what whatever was, what, the, what was the movie that what was it the oh man we you were, need to give me more we were if someone compared it was it was earlier maybe last Metroid year prime it's the citizen kane of, citizen kane that was the, Metroid the, prime that, is the citizen game of, kane of video games that was citizen kane was the movie i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> there's another thing we threw around a lot a few months ago anyway. i do think i do think citizen kane is actually pretty good for the record we watched it in a film class once. i don't know if i've ever seen it in its entirety okay yeah we in one of the film classes i took in college we watched it in a class mm. from front to back in one class sitting. 
Uh, it's just very... <laughs> Rosebud? It's a, it's a very ahead of its time. That's why people... Mm. Like, it's uh, the cinematography and stuff. looks It looks more modern than a thing from the 30s or however the fuck old it was. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about Citizen Kane right now. We're talking about video games. We're talking about, the we're talking about Citizen super, Kane, a video game. We're talking about Superspective and outside of that, criticizing video games and other stuff, period. But, yeah, it's just... Right, that's the big thing. It's like people are looking to like anything that you know gets a couple teams is or gets a couple dings is unworthy of attention. Mm-hmm. And once I come across a thing that I perceive on an initial pass to have no dings, it's the best fucking thing yeah. ever. And that's that's like the entire ball game, and it's so much more complicated than that. And there's so much more value in what you described, which is you know highlighting the flaws. And highlighting the positives, and you know, if you really, I would even say acknowledging the flaws and acknowledge, like just acknowledging the co- like yeah, what's igno- there, acknowledging, acknowledging all the of piece. it, right? Because what, like, if you tell someone, I thought this didn't work, and I thought this was, this, good. and this is why I didn't think it. That's why this is why it didn't mesh with me, but that's why here's why this other part did, like being able to like think critically about things, not necessarily like to tear it down, but to like see the intent understand maybe why it's like it is try to f- postulate if there if their room allows wh- how it could be better or at least how you think it could be brought towards something that either you would like and understand more or you think more people could like we've been, I, this is a slight sidebar but kind of more towards my other point of it being everywhere like i've had this conversation sort of with a coworker of mine quite a lot over this past week honestly because a lot of people have i mean they've been always doing this they not only as i've put it before think they are god's gift to comedy when they point out the little dumb idiosyncrasies about our job making pottery but a lot of the times recently well i've i've also always had a just a kind of an issue where people like just lauding my talent as opposed to the work that i've put in to get to where i am and people commenting on the tedium of everything the fact that like, oh, I have to, I not have to, I can make tens of ornaments of the exact same design, exact same style, or like the same plate 10 times a day or whatever. They view that as pure tedium, where for me, it's like they're not understanding like the satisfaction that I get from realizing a piece start to finish. Even if it is just a stupid ornament that looks like a Model T that's cut out with a cookie cutter, like... Getting something start to finish, just making something that didn't exist there before is very fulfilling to me. And I also find it meditative in a way, which is something else that I find like in video games, just that release of not being in the exact physical mind space that I'm always in. It's just kind of that like escapism and being able to do that is extremely valuable. But the fact that people, well, I also... I, I don't feel the need to, I don't I don't have it in me to explain this to every single dumb fuck who comes through our shop talking about the tedium of it all or like lauding me as an, an amazing artist because of all my talent and while ignoring the three years that it's taken me to get here and all the pieces that they don't see that don't make it um and that's just because but that's again that's slightly off topic but it's that same kind of attitude of oh my god this is perfect because like you can do no wrong versus oh my god that's the worst that this looks like the worst part of the job because i don't think it's good it's a it 
different context, but similar sort of idea and mindset. I guess. I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, I think so. And it's it's just another one of those things where, right, it's, it's people from the outside looking mm-hmm. in. Uh, it's the same thing I've said before. Like, the people have that attitude that, like, this, I can't conceive of how anyone could do this. I can't conceive of how I could do this, like you described, without recognizing that it's an inner process and it takes work and it takes fucking um, <laughs> blood and sweat and tears, like, mm-hmm. literal tears. Like, it takes a little bit of heartache at some point to, like, yeah. power through and, and finish a thing. Anything. And, and I, right, I, I think in many cases that stuff's achievable on some level for everyone. I'm not saying that you'll, that if you try to, like, if you really do your best with no you might prior not make experience. The, most, the next citizen cane of video yeah, games, right, but you might, you can, like, you can make, fix right, your bathroom. One of, one of the best or, video games ever, but you like, can make a video game or, or you can grout tiled in your yeah. bathroom or you can, you know. <laughs> you can achieve something. Learn how to change the oil yeah. in your car. Yeah. Like you can always get better from nothing. Nothing from yeah. zero. <laughs> you can get personally better. Mm-hmm. And that I think maybe is the bigger part of it too that that I think that stems from that same attitude that where people are willing to just like cut stuff down mm-hmm. and kind of leave it at that if it, if they don't deem it is like rising to the top yeah. <laughs> echelon whatever that may be for them personally is that that I think in America I mean, maybe across the country. We live in America. Yeah. I, I, I could speak from this perspective of living in America my whole life. Mm-hmm. That people don't don't value doing your personal best work. Mm. Like, it's more just like, all right, you either made it or you didn't. And if you made yeah. it, you're awesome. And if you didn't, you're a loser. And there's, like, no no room in the middle. Mm-hmm. And most people's, like, oh. But then everybody wants to tie their ship to... The one that's getting pulled fastest because it they're <laughs> they're acknowledging of the merit either before everyone else did or loud enough boost their own merit by proxy. So like if you can laud something as flawless and perfect like ten months before everybody else catches on to right. it, oh my god, you saw this I said it first, blah blah blah, that just kind of like riding coattails like chasing that high basically is something I feel like a lot of like the hot takers are looking for either being the first person to tear something down or the first person to set it up on the immaculate pedestal to never be touched or jeered at again. And all I can say from our perspective is that, like I said, we'll do our best to play stuff that seems cool Mm -hmm. and and spotlight things that seem interesting and and we're not going to go out of our way to find something we don't think we're going to like and play it just to razz on it yeah and and right and sincerely you know experience it Mm -hmm. and and see how we feel about it i might get frustrated in the moment because i'm tired as hell sometimes but (laughs) i'm not gonna go out of my way to like just obliterate something because i'm in a bad mood and the last thing I'll say on that, uh, which again is a hard thing to do, that I actually think this is a harder time for everybody, myself included, I'll say, but I do try to be mindful of it. And whenever we are doing a stream or mm. talking about a thing on here, I'll always try to shout it out. Is to just speak to your own limitations of experience mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, genre or intended audience or whatever. Because again, Knowledge like that, even. right, that's the kind of thing where, like, I swear to God, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see, like, a dozen YouTube videos of like 45 year old men being like, well, you know what was shit 
Dora the Explorer. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, what a crappy show that didn't appeal to my interests or whatever. Like, just as, just, but just as a, someone who's viewing a piece of content, not that definitely me. wasn't targeted yeah. to them. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy things that aren't specifically made to like to but meet your like, demo or whatever. But critiquing admit, something in a different light than it, like, yeah, just have a little bit of uh, humility in yeah. the face of things that you don't have a ton of experience with. Because I know that's going to come up more as we continue going like yeah, there's a couple things in the queue another. that we'll probably play that like i forget what it's called but one of them is like a tank simulator mm-hmm. kind of thing and i literally zero context for any type of game like that but I, i'm willing to try it and you know mm-hmm. i'll try to mediate my response to it is with the <laughs> mm-hmm. with the expe- expressed uh explicit admission that you know this is not my thing i haven't played much of this stuff but i certainly want to see what's up with this I mean, that was kind of me and in sync in a few ways. Like, mm, fair. Just that's not a type of game that I play, and the brain don't work a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all that that giant speech on criticism notwithstanding, uh, I would keep your eye out on Superspective. Yeah. If you're interested in 3D puzzly kind of environmental warping mm-hmm. things, it seems like it has the potential to be a really solid one of those. Yeah. So again, look at the check out the show notes. I'll have a link of the Discord link in there if you mm-hmm. want to see more of that game. And if we get the chance, I'm sure we'll check it out again at some yeah. point in the future when it's a little more mature and some more stuff has happened in it. Yeah. And that was the only indie thing we played mm-hmm. over the past couple weeks because, like Lorraine said, we missed our second stream of the last two weeks due to other stuff. Um, as far yeah. as other things that's going on, we just finished watching season two of The Owl House. Yeah. Which is a good thing. A good piece of content that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I will say, speaking again to the frustrations of making things, and I, as I roll my eyes, these are more self-inflicted by the corporate structure that be mm-hmm. than anything with that show. Is I, I, I'm almost certain. Uh, I don't think the second season was as good as the first season, but I think most of that is because they had to fucking once they were notified that yeah. they were basically canceled. Because well, they also like um, this one was in production during the pandemic it was greenlit or announced or whatever in 2019 and didn't come out until 21 Mm -hmm. so this is them adjusting to a different work schedule all that stuff and then the gun was basically to their heads at this point of just yeah we're done with this Mm -hmm. yeah i can absolutely see the parts of that season that feel just like a really mushed together, I can see, I can, in my mind's eye, see the like two whiteboards mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have had, you know, 24 to 36 months of content, like of like, you know, episodes, 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 big thing. Like I can, I can see like the fo- four or five big mm-hmm. things that would have been spread out over like collectively like 40 episodes that instead yeah. they had to race to get them into a total of you know probably half that many when you ca- count the I season was, two episodes. I think that- it was see- 22 season two episodes and there's going to be three 40 minute specials yeah. coming for a season three which at is like, some point right we'll run time wise like a six episode season yeah as opposed to you know again 20 ish or whatever like mm-hmm. a normal order and it's just unfortunate because that like i said that's a self-inflicted that's disney higher-ups being yeah. dipshits <laughs> cutting legs out from a project that from the sound of things it was maybe just one person didn't vibe with in yeah, that's the all upper, it takes is the yeah. right person and the, the whichever the echelon of, of the company you're under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dana Terrace, is that her last mm-hmm. name? Or, 
yeah, that, but that's that's the frustrating thing. It's it's one it's more a thing. Crea- show creator, by the yeah, way. Yeah, show that's creator, not the... Terrace. <laughs> and she came from, and I'm sure a ton of other people who have worked on a ton of other yeah. cool f- stuff. I know, like, Amphibia from... and um, Owl House spawned from Gravity Falls. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about work. Amphibia a little in a second, too. Mm-hmm. We'll finish this, but... Uh... But yeah, it's just so frustrating because I said that show's really good, and and the second season is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it just, it's still it, pretty it, good, but it feels faster paced in yeah, a way like that I the said, first just, season didn't. It just because feels it really really have. compressed. Yeah. It feels like they had to get a bunch of stuff done because they they set all this stuff up and they wanted to still kind of yeah. pay it off, even though they have much less runway than they expected mm-hmm. to to do it all. Like and it and it feels it feels that way in the final product, but it's a really great. Like you know, young adult kids show. Yeah, the like, the world is anybody. super interesting. I really like the like general vibe of it. There are some segments. I really need to rewatch that Grom episode again because there are just some uh, segments of just wonderful animation. Yeah, it, it's it looks really well animated. So nice, like all the time it does. But there are a few things where you can just see them really flexing and like running at full speed, just doing this immaculate, like very careful animation that just looks so nice yeah and that show is it i think even a testament that the modern 2d animation can look really really great mm-hmm. that like i don't think it's the it, like I, so for some people and this was more true back when this was actually happening <laughs> like now it has happened mm-hmm. but for some people i feel like the rallying cry was like computers have ruined 2d animation <laughs> I don't think it's that. I, I think like too much algorithmic stuff kind of has. Yeah. Like because I too much procedural. Uh, yeah. Too like, much procedurally generated like not smushing doing, and stretching. Like, the, like your own. Um, I was gonna call them iframes, like smear frames. Basically, the in betweens is kind. Of, in betweening is kind of a lost art at this point. Yeah. Because like, people don't have to do it, so they and don't. And that's the thing about um. Like for my money, that if there's a thing about Slay the Spire that I really don't like, it's like that game barely has. Like a lot of that is like that in that game, and I, from a video game perspective, that's even more so because like you know, the Owl House is a Disney is a show with a Disney budget. Mm-hmm. Budget Slay the Spire was a small game that like it's gotten much bigger since it came out. Obviously, that game yeah. really took hold, but but like in the video game space, that's the kind of thing that I mourn. That like I'm glad for the stuff we've been able to create so far. We've been able to do. I know it's a ton of work. <laughs> I'm aware, but we've been able to do more traditionally like frame by frame animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would rather. Personally, for my taste, I would rather try to design a thing with less animation in total. Like, I would almost rather just have static sprites, which is what we'll probably mm-hmm. do if we end up making a game like that, uh, than to have a thing that is, like, all mushily, like, you know, being gesticulated both by the algorithm or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I get why people, like, had that attitude with shit like Teen Titans Go or whatever, because that the show does look bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's so... Like, I actually think that that show it works in that way like i'm not mad at it mm. like because it's like you know it's not a high budget thing it's not a it is it is not what the other original show was it's no. a goofy little sitcom um and just like like you know big bang theory or whatever looks cheap and shitty because yeah. that's just what the show is like yeah. i th- like i think it's fine for a, like an animated thing that is kind of working on that level to be that way mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's okay uh, but I but I don't think it looks good, and that show uh, does that. Like besides, aside from the art style, you can tell that it's very, like it just feels much less uh, handmade. Yeah, much less cared for. Uh, but yeah, the Owl House I think is looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like I think they did a great job. Like a lot of the animated sequences in that show look really good. Because there's even some where you can tell it is like a blend of 2D and CG, and it 
isn't very jarring. Like it actually kind of enhances it in a way. Yeah. And even that yeah. other stuff you can get away with without overusing it. Oh, absolutely. But if it's like every scene of all your major characters well, that's, I, I mean, kind of like, like wigwaggling around. That's one of the things that I personally have against um, like Demon Slayer. Like whenever you can see that it's a 3D model, it's very apparent to me. And it just bothers me a lot especially since I've heard so many people praise the animation of that show when it's really just like it's CG yeah. like I which think... is, which isn't bad but it looks so much stiffer in a lot of ways especially like they do a lot of it with um more in the distance run or walk cycles and I can always tell <laughs> And because it sticks out because I can see the stiffness in it and it really bothers me. <laughs> but I get it. Making an anime as like or even just any show that is coming out like weekly is very hard. And a lot of studios have cut a lot of different corners in worse ways. That's why you see like the on air edits versus like a Blu-ray cut of a show looking so much worse in the prior one to the latter because of the time crunch. Like, I get it. I understand that aspect of it. But it still hurts. Yeah, and I would agree on, like, I, I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I, I'm still curious to watch more of it to see if it gets any better. Like, I haven't been put, been put off a of Demon Slayer, but nothing about it has impressed me. No. That show is fine. I'm, I'm strictly talking about, like, design I know you're talking sense. about, like, literally visual and stuff. But I'm, anything, I'm saying in totality, I kind of feel the same way about the whole thing. I mean, it's... Like, it's I felt that almost as every episode has gone on and they've added like 30 characters every two seconds that I care even less about it. Yeah, you're, you're I had right. I had kind of hoped it was going to be a little more like Fullmetal Alchemist-y where it is just like it's a sibling dynamic. It's him and his sister. But no, it's him and his sister and this fucking perv and this <laughs> weirdo who wears a boar head who doesn't understand anything aside from if it's there, I'm going to fight it. And... Then there's just character after character after character after character. <laughs> Everyone is a ch- someone else's child, and it's creepy, <laughs> but like an acclaimed way. Like it's 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 hard to explain. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not. I haven't been. I'm a. And you know, I get. I think that like maybe the next season, like the second season of it, is really great, or maybe it's just. There has the to be the, the latest shonen. Yeah, yeah there ha- like every couple of years, there has to be one big shonen series that everybody's gonna rally around. Because mm-hmm. that's the way I felt with um, Bleach too. I have watched the first episode of Bleach like five different times, probably, <laughs> and have bounced off of it every single yeah, time. Yeah, I never, I never, I had, I felt like almost exactly the same way about Bleach as I do about Demon Slayer. Not once did I, I was like, this is great. It's like this mm-hmm. is fine. And then over the, like by the uh, by episode, you should have gotten fi- into One Piece when you had the chance. By episode fifty, I was kind of just done with it. <laughs> I was wow, like, you all right, I'm- far. yeah, I watched quite a bit. I watched. Well, there was still a card game for that game. That's <laughs> that fair. show at okay. that point. So I was like beyond the series, like <laughs> interested for other reasons. But but yeah, for the for me, that was a show that I I never once was like, this is great. I was like, this mm-hmm. is okay. And then it just kind of was a gradual decline until I just got tired of it. This is kind of like how I was with Naruto because like I watched it because it was on TV. Like it was airing so mm-hmm. like yeah I'll, I'll watch a new episode every week or whatever on Toonami or whatever the fuck that was airing at that point in time I watched way too much Naruto which I, is a, I watched a lot of Naruto nowhere near all of it I think no, I got God, like no. 140 episodes in maybe I couldn't tell you how many episodes in I kind of it was around where he met Jiraiya yeah that was I, that's the, I started to fall off around the there frogman or yeah is that, that was almost exactly the same place <laughs> I remember giving up on that show I was like this is I'm good. <laughs> Never watched a Shippuden. Never watched Boruto. 
It was yeah, weird. like I said, for the early seasons of My Hero, I got it after the fact. It was Man. like, it seems really good. But Man. like for the early Ugh. running of Demon Slayer, it does not strike me as particularly impressive. No. Um, but going back to the Owl House. Rolling it back. We're all over the place animation-wise. but Well, and everything. It's a scatter shot. Yeah. We're shooting into the wind and hoping to hit a duck or whatever. I, I just wish that <laughs> the people were Cared. running the Walt Disney <laughs> Company weren't Assholes? Like, inbred. <laughs> Damn. Like, like single brain cell, like, uh, yeah. like, wastes of human... The like, amoeba? <laughs> wastes of human life. The like, mouse-shaped As far as I'm amoeba? concerned, right, as far as I'm concerned, everyone with a management title at Disney is, like, a subhuman piece of trash. Damn. Like, they're all garbage people. I fucking hate the people running the Walt no, Disney Company. Fa- they're no, all you're awful. you're right. You're right. Because um, if that company was being run by people with any sense at all... It would be the... Well, they don't have sense because they have dollars. It would be the Dana Terraces and the Alex Hirsches and and all the other people like that. The creatives. That I I don't even like. All the people who are working on those shows or have show ran other... Mm-hmm. Like cool shit like that. Like those people would be the future of that company. They would be like, All and right. they're just getting like ne- knee capped at yeah, every they, single turn. They, these these folks are like we're bringing them in. Like they're, we're giving them pretty affordable projects, and the ones that really knock it out of, par- out of the park, audience reception wise, like. We need to give these people more resources. They either need to make it, let them make more TV, or like step them up the chain if they're so interested. Like let them let them direct an animated feature someday if that's a thing that they seem mm-hmm. into. Like, uh, which like I don't think the Walt Disney Company has ever done that. Like I don't think no. they've ever cross pollinated. Like if you're not in, if you're not starting your career in like the feature animation division, you're I don't, not I don't there. think right. I don't think they've ever like pulled somebody up from no. television and been like, hey, do you want to do this? Uh, but they fucking should if the, if those people were to desire that. Yeah. Like, but that's how I would run that company. I'd be like, look, what do you want your future to be like here? You've made a thing that people really mm-hmm. seem to like. And as long as it's like, like again, this, well, this is where I'm all the way different from Disney executives. I was like, look, if this made some money, or even if it made like not money, but like it was so well received that we yeah. think your next thing can make money, that's a, that would be enough for me to be like, to try to keep these people yeah. in to make more content for our organization. Uh, but that's not the way that Disney rolls. And the, and the most frustrating part about shows like Gravity Falls and Owl House and things like that are that, like, when it comes to even traditional network television, people will spin that stuff off and let, like, other networks run it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if but something no, bombs out. Like... Yeah, if something bombs out on, AB, on NBC or whatever, like, but there's, like, an audience demand for it and they can, you know, those po- folks might be able to negotiate to get a season on Netflix. Or, yeah. Or on, you know, your, a different competing network or whatever. Your sci-fis or... Comedy Central's or yeah, there, there's like a deal that can be made there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disney is so protective of intellectual property, even ones that they claim they don't really give a shit about yeah. <laughs> because they don't want to, you know, make more of it. That like, there's I can't imagine there's no, any they're universe gonna, they're where, taking their ball and right, like, where, leaving you where, in the dust. Like, where where the Al House team goes over to Netflix and be like, hey, could we like can we make something happen here? Can we get you guys to commission like another season of the show or whatever? Yeah, like I just can't fathom the people running Disney would mm-hmm. ever. Even entertain that. No. And it's just whatever. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, there's so like you said, I think earlier, there's gonna be a technically a season three that'll be like three mini movies. Yeah. Like it'll be basically two hours total of content. Which is good. I'm glad they're at least getting that much. But Yeah. I would go check out the Owl House if you hadn't seen it. Season one is excellent. Oh man. And season two is pretty good. It's not as it's not quite as good as season one. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's just worth the, it's the trappings around it, not the content itself that yeah. the other thing about Owl House about that stuff, that again, speaking to the future of the Walt Disney Company, eventually there will come a point where the diminishing turns will have diminished such 
that all this other IP that they've spent a ton of money on is going to just fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Like so- someday Star Wars will become broadly unprofitable. Yeah. And it'll 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 most likely be cuz you guys have fucking pushed the shit so hard. <laughs> But, yeah. like, eventually people just get tired of shit. And if you're not going to give, like... Series rot. New generations, like, room to just, like, come to it on their and, own terms yeah. or not. If it has to be this quarterly, here's the content. We have to content. keep it in the zeitgeist yeah, because uh, we otherwise have, we lose all of our copyrights right. that we spend hundreds Re- releases of Releases every three months, product drops every three months, and all that mm-hmm. shit. Like, eventually people will just stop caring. Like, they, it will cycle out mm-hmm. of the zeitgeist and something else will come in to take its place. And that's where stuff like that, those are the Owl Houses, the Gravity Falls of the world. Those are, you know, the next generation of Disney animated Anything. features that isn't Toy Story 7 or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you know, Encanto, a movie that I didn't really care for that much. But it's certainly better to, like... That than that, Frozen 3. Yeah, that, like, right, that, that they keep propping up stuff that is new-ish mm-hmm. <laughs> than just more sequels and shit. Like, like at some point, like, just stuff needs to... New stuff needs to come to the forefront. Still just, like, uh, I'm not over the fact that they've, like, banished all Pixar releases to, like, Disney Plus exclusive as opposed to theaters. Like, I have cared more about probably almost all of the Pixar releases that have been, like, the recent ones more than any of the Disney ones that have come out, like, the Disney animated, like, official movies that have come out. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Turning Red and Luca are among two of my favorite yeah, absolutely. Pixar movies, and they were, I mean, granted, pandemic, things are weird, but, like, they got so banished and, like, mostly just kind of shoved under the rug. Yeah, and this summer, Disney learned specifically that that stuff's not always a guarantee because they, right, they put Luca and Turning Red and all that stuff onto mm-hmm. Disney Plus, and, you know, yeah. I did whatever numbers it did for them. I have no idea what Disney's yeah. even metrics are for, like, success or failure on that platform. I suspect it's just, like, total streams over, like, Probably. a certain launch window. But they put Lightyear, yeah. the Toy Story-adjacent thing, in theaters, and it fucking bombed. Like, it did not do well. And so I hadn't. I remember I had been hearing stuff leading up to it, and then it literally just disappeared, partially because I'm not, like, looking for any of it. But even just, like, radio... I'm listening to the radio yeah. on my way to work for And it. I'm not going to say one way or the other, like, I I wouldn't have made a prediction one way or another yeah. on a project, whether it would have done really well or failed. But I, w- I definitely wouldn't have done the thing that Disney executives did, which would be like, it is part of a recognized property. It's going to do well in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> which is the only, like, they were like, people know what Buzz Lightyear is. Put it out. Mm-hmm. Ship it. <laughs> uh, and it did not remotely work out. Um, and the other thing that's cool about the Owl House specifically that makes it, like I said, it makes it a next generation, like, mm-hmm. this is why you want new si- stuff to cycle in and old stuff to eventually, like, you know, to some degree cycle out, is that, like, it comes down to what we've talked about, again, a lot of people's, uh, when people talk about art and inspiration and, mm-hmm. like, derivative content, like, like taking, like, tropes and stuff like that and then, like, you know, combining them into mm-hmm. a thing. Because if I had to give, like, I don't know if they pitched it this way, but if I had to pitch to Elevator, pitch someone on Owl House, I'd be like, it's like animated Harry Potter, but better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, There's a school. There are like specific <laughs> like things. There's magic. There's intrigue. There's a dark underbelly. There's mystery. Yeah. And even if we lived in a world where Coming uh, of age. You know, Harry Potter hadn't been kind of ruined by <laughs> everything. J.K. Rowling's hilarious antics. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, it was still at some point like you got to move on, right? Like mm-hmm. you could like 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 
someday the generation that gr- that grew up with those books is going to start to cycle out and mm-hmm. that everybody mean, dies that doesn't mean that there there's no value in those stories but that means mm-hmm. that like you know the, the next generation yeah, it has leaves to come room in. for right new of, eyes on yeah, it new interpretations of, of everything yeah, instead of just remaking you know those eight movies again 10 years from now with a new mm-hmm. cast or whatever like uh support these things that are like them inspired by them but not the same that have their own yeah. <laughs> you know that are similar to this thing that really meant a lot to a lot of people but but meaningfully different mm-hmm. meaningfully new <laughs> um and that's what that show is for me 100 percent. like i said that's mm-hmm. uh and i i appreciate it a ton for just just on its face for being a really well-made like thing. i said little animated yeah. tv show for all ages you know, we're both in our 30s. I think it's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I would I would show it to any kid that's, mm-hmm. you know, like six and up it's probably. Flashy, you have to be at it's least funny. Yeah, you have to be a li- old enough to like watch a thing that has a somewhat continuous story. Yeah. But but other than that, that's the only qualifier I would give to to mm-hmm. showing it to kiddos. I would think that they'd really dig it. I'm pretty sure I would have really been into it yeah. if it was on when I was like eight or whatever. But yeah, it's just like just create room for new stuff because yeah. nothing nothing is wholly new and and the the more you try to beat the corpse of this aging ip it just it it's gonna make people wear out on it whether you want them to or not like, and it's, <laughs> it's in a way it's gonna devalue what's already there like yeah because if you don't let people come into a franchise kind of like naturally if they have to see it through this other pipeline like if you start like say someone now started with like star wars through like the mandalorian or like obi-wan or what a boba fett or these new movies like going back to some of that older stuff they are going to view it a different way which is good but like if they constantly have this like pipeline of like everything just getting recycled i don't know yeah and I, and I and i both like i, th- I think the star the disney era of star wars has been a muddled mess too because mm-hmm. i don't think all the decisions have been bad like i think the i think the decision that was ultimately made to set that theme park area in like the modern canon i think that was a really mm-hmm. good idea because again like that if they had just gone like oh it's just tatooine like we're we're just even more literally recycling yeah. exactly the thing that you're already familiar with from 40 fucking years ago or whatever like no man. So the real falling down part that what that happened was that uh, basing that specific thing on the new content was good, but having the new content be so terrified and derivative of the old content kind of like de- defeated the point of yeah. that decision. Like they, they like you know the content that it was based on had the problem that I just described mm-hmm. anyway. So the content it was based on was hollow. Yeah. So you know they kind of got there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> regardless, but. Yeah, you just gotta let gotta let room for new let shit to sprout up. Let the past up. die. Let the pa- yeah, yeah, Kill yeah. Kill yeah. it if you have to. A wise man once said. <laughs> Star Wars, Kylo Ren. Um, I say that line too much. Why do I say that line? <laughs> Why do I do these things? Why is that the thing I retained? But yeah, all that stuff's been still just, and it's frustrating because of how consolidated the media landscape is you know mm-hmm. disney owns everything a significant amount of pop culture and a few other corporations own most of the rest of it yeah <laughs> which is all fucking bad yep <laughs> but whatever our house isn't bad it's good yeah you should go watch it um yeah we've been watching some anime that's fine we did watch a little bit of amphibia i, w- I want to watch more of that show I it's do very too. cute 
I, I think I think my problem is I'm not the biggest fan of the like too many episodes I was in a single say the thing. Exact same thing because yeah, like I I know I've kind of watched like bits and pieces of like Adventure Time and that really put me off of it there. But the like the mini like snippet things of a not continuous thread mm-hmm. really just kind of makes me want to not watch it. Yeah, I think I I, I think I agree. Because 11 minutes just... Because, like, within, you know... Like, if you're doing, like, Looney Tunes, you can do mm-hmm. shorts well, like that, yeah, I think. They're, they're, they're skits. They're supposed to be, like, this is a joke, and here's our joke. Whereas this is just, like, really tiny slice-of-life episodes with, like, a hidden narrative behind it because we can't show a full story in these half little chunks mm-hmm. so you're gonna get this tiny little breadcrumb that's eventually gonna come together into something yeah but even right even elaborating on that point that that's exactly what i'm saying is like that right like the wily coyote is you know six minutes of slapstick or whatever mm-hmm. there's not a there's not a narrative no. within it's, that six minutes other than the coyote a, loses yeah it, the, <laughs> it's a it's a trope is what it is all of these all the looney tunes are just yeah. like it's you know you see the characters there you know what roles they're gonna play mm-hmm. you know what pitfalls jokes Bugs Bunny's gonna dress like, like a lady and Tasmanian Devil's gonna go like <laughs> <laughs> you spin. know these things yeah. right oh. they're just like it's action figures on a stage performing comedy yeah and and like you said I think that for me the hard part with those with those half episodes with like doing a 20, 22 minutes of content into two eleven minute chunks mm-hmm. is that the those shows try to are doing both and yeah. in both cases like when you mentioned adventure time that's a, another obviously very prominent one yeah but yeah like it's because they they are telling a whole narrative like an episode will have a beginning a middle and an end at 11 minutes mm-hmm. and that's just a lot to put into you know yeah it's tight i'm not and, saying it can't be done or that like i said i think that show is good but it just is not i i would like it's a not more the way that room. yeah I, it's not the way i like digesting either character development content story anything yeah like, if i had my choice i would also prefer because i don't feel like i know any of those characters aside from their like very tropey sort of like the ways that they have to be presented in these short little snippets like you don't get to understand that like i knew more about lose from the owl house in a single episode because she was allowed, she and like Ida and King, everybody were allowed to like exist. They weren't like furthering a micro plot. They weren't having to be a like the punchline and butt of a single joke mm-hmm. every two seconds because we have to keep this moving because we can't sit still. It, it just gives you more time like for quiet growth when you can spread mm-hmm. out a three X structure over twice as much time. That's yeah. about it. Like, no, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know, cause I know I, I've seen like just being on the internet and being around some of these spheres. Like I, I see, I've seen bits and pieces of where amphibia goes and it's fucking buck wild, but I don't, I don't know if they keep mm-hmm. this like tiny episode yeah. structure the whole I think, time. Cause I think we've watched probably like half of that first season ish. We probably watched like 10 to 15 episodes. Something like I that. Think. Um, and the only nod to like a wider, it's in like the first or second episode really is there's like, like the, stingers, the one, the one really like, big nod to like, there's a big macro story mm-hmm. that is going to evolve. Cause most of the other stuff we've seen since then has been, like you said, individual little yeah. adventures, like two 11 minute little nuggets, right? Two 11 minute We're stories. Learning how to episode. drive or it's a <laughs> cooking competition or something. Mm-hmm. But that show is cute too. No, it's very it's, cute. It's, like I like the, it's well made and it's like, fun and it's, I would still, the atmosphere is it. really cute. Like the, um, 
like the Owl House, the world is very interesting. And like, I think some of the mystery is because it's in these little like snippets. Like it's mm-hmm. playing to that strength. I just don't know if I like that strength. Yeah, it's good. I would I would recommend all that stuff. Uh, Owl House, uh, Amphibia, mm-hmm. Gravity Falls, Infinity Train. Oh, Infinity. <laughs> I want to rewatch Infinity Train. All that, all that stuff I would recommend over the latest fucking swill of <laughs> anything star wars and marvel pointless crap it's gonna fart its way out of disney plus in the next six months uh personally that's how i'm feeling these days uh, so yeah if you i would i would recommend any of those things if you will if you want to enjoy kind of animated all, all ages animated yeah. content where a kid goes to a place that's weird get isekai <laughs> bitch <laughs> um yeah, I think that'll do it for Western animation, at least. I don't know if we want to talk about anime a little more. I still want to I watch mean, we some other stuff. I, we haven't really, like... It's kind of just been bits and pieces of Demon Slayer. We haven't really been watching yeah. much of anything. It's I don't ex- even know what I would watch, honestly. Like, Let me find something. No, I'm just saying, I don't have, like... I have no, like, ear to the ground. There's nothing I'm, like, itching to check out. Mm-hmm. I did want to go back and uh, watch the second season of... Mob Psycho still mm. at some point in its entirety. If we can find, Pro- find probably it. rewatch the first season of this point. I would, I I would kind of definitely rewatch it. the first season. I I'd, I'd really rewatch um, like one, the first season of One Punch Man. I've heard the second one isn't very good, but mm-hmm. I really liked that first season. Um, yeah, I would I would watch the second season of that too, just out of curiosity. But I have also, right, I think the internet's consensus is mm-hmm. that that show hasn't gotten better over time. Yeah. But, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other stuff that I haven't thought of that we could go check out. I mean, out. I'm kind of like, vague. Like, this is more of a much nicher to me. I know they're redoing the Tokyo Mew Mew anime. Okay. Because that was done in like the 2000s. I've heard you say those words. It looks bad. Um, the original one. Mm-hmm. I watched a good chunk of that actually on, on the interwebs way back in the day. And I mean, it's, it's, it's similar in the vein of like Fruits Basket, except... Um, the tragic part is the original author of Tokyo Mimu has since passed Aww. in relatively recent-ish years. That's sad. Um, which is very sad. And it's like, cause, I mean, it's just like, it was like seven volumes or something like that. I've got the um, the three omnibuses upstairs of like the first two, second two, and last three. So I think that's seven. Mm-hmm. It's not a long series. I think the original anime was only maybe like 50 episodes or whatever, but... Like it's just it's a, it is a a pre Madoka magical girl series, so it's not like grim dark, like <laughs> subverting the genre because it helped build the genre. It was one of the first ones after like Sailor Moon that got mm. really big. Well, um, that show is basically like a, like that show is like different tonally, but like similar in spirit to to magical girls what one punch it man is to Shonen right? Like it is kind of a like well Madoka is yeah right yeah but but. Uh, Tokyo well, no, Mew Mew is not you're no. saying it's a traditional yeah I mean it's from like the 90s it's more like, like Cardcaptor or Sailor yeah. Moon or something it's, like, it's well, a, I think a straight laced one of those almost <laughs> immediate, like it came out around the same t- I couldn't tell you the exact chronological I just know Sailor uh-huh. Moon was definitely first yeah of them Tokyo Mew was very close after and so was Cardcaptors mm-hmm. but I mean the thing about that makes Madoka different from one punch man to shonen is the fact that the whole entire magical girl genre has shifted to madoka like 
atmosphere. Oh, there are more. All right. There I didn't are know others. That. So it's kind of become it's 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 less of it's, a single aberration, and yep. now it's more of a so it's an a established thing. subgenre. Of just the like, only other ones of those I have watched is Yuki Yuna is a hero, mm-hmm. which wasn't bad, but it was very much in that vein of like, oh, law, we're magical girls saving the world, except we're also being like brutally mutilated because of what we're doing. <laughs> okay. Law. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it's just interesting. It, I think it's a shame, just because like well, that's how that's how they make it like more marketable. Well, is that's that they what make I was it darker? Ask, is it like, They're, like ha- taking it away from it just being a more like a shoujo type deal and turning it into like a shonen mainstream type thing? Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because been like American comics have their their. Boobies gotten bigger too. <laughs> like, is that have no, they gone that I far? Mean, have still, they gone that far into it's like still anime? This is like, like the girl. Sailor Moon has tits. The, Dustin. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying, have they gone as far as like this is the like technically girl fronted thing, but it's like the boy version. So we're gonna like everything about it is gonna be that way. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that a hundred percent for certain. Okay. Just not knowing the like general landscape that, of that's like totally where fair. that shit's coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not expecting you to be it, an anime. What expert. exactly <laughs> it's trying to like hit at, but. Mm-hmm. There has been a shift, and I don't. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I need to look more into like my into like some kind of like just other shoujo stuff because like I really liked rereading and rewatching Fruits Basket. I've been itching to reread Honey Oridango for mm-hmm. a while. I, I enjoyed I, Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket's fucking great. So I really needed that palate cleanser because mm-hmm. Hunter Hunter. Yep. No man, <laughs> not for me. I hope that show comes back for like the people who give a shit, but I am not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not need any more Hunter Hunter. I've had my fill, I think. <laughs> I enjoyed Fruits Basket much more. I mean, I definitely, I think um, I honestly still feel that way about a lot of Shonen, honestly. Like, so much of it just doesn't hit well with me. Well, those a lot shows of are ways. built out. Every single one of those shows, economically, is, is just like the Disney problem in a microcosm. No, they beat I know. the fucking literal death out of them and they milk them for every ounce of merchandise and shit that they're worth and then they move on to the next one and it's a shame because like i said i like we've said before i i think that the the heart of that genre is very simple but it's very good no because like they're they're like i'm pretty sure technically like full metal alchemist is a shonen because it came out in like shonen jumper ish qualify it as that or some other equivalent and i like that is like one of if not my all-time favorite series i love that entire yeah. thing. To- totally. It was also written by a woman, but you know. <laughs> totally, I think that stuff is almost exactly the same as like Marvel Comics and Star Wars. And, like These are not complicated stories, but you know, they're basic and fun and you know, cool shit happens in them. That doesn't make them bad, but, yeah, they, exactly. make, but they make themselves bad. But, <laughs> Why right, do they but, right, do that? Like, like once any of that stuff like gets on a foothold in pop culture, the... the let's just start... Re- <laughs> the economics behind let's it Let's go back everything. and rewatch Naruto, Dustin. Let's just do that. Let's get that out of wanna. our system. Let's put that... I don't want Let's put that Shadow Clone Jutsu to bed. I don't want to. <laughs> There's a part of me that wants to watch a bad old show- shonen, like... I don't think it's going to be Bleach just because I know I've hated it every single other time. I've got nostalgic for nostalgic nostalgia for Naruto. I don't know. I, that's something I've never pulled the trigger on and it's probably for the best, but like, I don't know. I was a different person when I watched Naruto. I was younger, stupider. Naruto, from my recollection, is pretty shallow. Like even, no, even yeah, by shonen is. standards, like oh, if, it absolutely is. If, if a shonen, st- if a, if shonen, shonen depth is usually like 
knee deep at best. I feel like on Naruto, Naruto is like ankle deep. <laughs> like it's just very, very, very <laughs> bare bones. Which whatever, that's yeah. that's fine. It is what it is. There's a lot of it, and I can just put it on and not really pay attention. <laughs> There's a lot of it. That's true. <laughs> um, maybe we'll have to go queue up some more anime. Maybe. See about <laughs> how much of Demon Slayer we end up continuing on to and then go from there. But Yeah, I could stand to watch more anime, more other American cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying that stuff as of right yeah, now. I just, like, I just like animated shit. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, as somebody who does a lot of, like, just very imaginative, like storytelling and drawing i appreciate being able to do literally whatever you want in a medium and not have to worry about like physical limitations physics <laughs> actual people like mm-hmm. and, and the, like, the freedom that comes with like yeah it's like putting said, pen to paper right. is something that in my mind is honestly a little like bit of a like holy religious experience mm-hmm. to me no like, ideas off the table yeah it's like it's it's like improv meets you know like visual like mm-hmm. mass media like it's a you could yes and anything in an animated thing. yeah like do you want and you can escalate it to insanely yeah. stupid proportions do you want your main p- character to be a ball of eyeballs and tentacles like you could do that yeah. you want to wouldn't be any harder than making him a human mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean maybe a little harder but you know not like in, the... in theory no <laughs> in theory no. execution probably yeah oh you don't have to draw hands if he's a mass of tentacles that's and eyeballs, true so. you can just draw a bunch of goopy weird little floppy appendages yeah Gotta get on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a market for that. That's right. Colette, our cat, our cat is in the, in the room sniffing around. Um, I spilled an entire glass of water earlier. Yeah, maybe it's time to watch more, watch more anime, watch more something. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever, nothing, nothing good say. has ever come from the sentence. Maybe it's time to watch more anime. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. And it's escaped me now. I forgot all about it. It doesn't matter. Um, is there always, anything? We could always track down the Tales of Symphonia anime. I mean, we could. It's That's identical the to the to game. <laughs> I've never was read, that concurrent never... with the game, or mm-hmm. was it much later? They came out after the fact. Okay, they did have a Spirio one too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. We watched There's the a movie Tales of this one. Okay. Well, the um. There's a movie that's the Vesperia movie is a prequel to the games. Yeah. I don't know if they actually made a full series of it. They had like a Tales of um, Zesteria anime, which I don't remember if it was supposed. I didn't. Watched all of it. I watched bits of it because it was it was on Crunchyroll when I still had my subscription. I don't remember if it like took place afterwards or if it like tied it to Berseria because those two are like kind of connected. I don't know. Could always watch it. I since we didn't play Tales of the Abyss, uh, there's a part of me that would like to track down that anime because I really like that game, even though it's really weird. There's some weird shit in there. Mm-hmm. Let's all go to the cliff off. <laughs> the core is vibrating. The planet is melting. Because we needed phone stones. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> there's a there's a pope, phone master Ion. There's always a pope, man. He's good, though. He's actually good, but Whoa, he's a fake. a good pope? That's fucked up. He's a child pope. <clears throat> you can't have a good pope. That's crazy. He's a, he's a child. He's being manipulated. So there are people behind the scenes doing bad shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know if that ever happened in real Catholicism? Like, I know, I know there have been like baby kings that were. They just, had like, to be like pulled. cardinals, I think, always okay. to no, be like quote unquote official. Never like, like a six year old pope Catholic that popes. was you know manipulated by some other priest or whatever. Into... I don't think there was ever child popes. I could be wrong. Phone master Ion did nothing wrong. <laughs> Do not come for him. He's a replica, but that's neither here nor there. And a spoiler. You're welcome. <laughs> Tales of the Abyss is a strange game. Fair enough. Also, weeks. <laughs> uh, Annis did do things wrong. She's annoying. And a child. <laughs> Too many children. There's always a child party member, and they always get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other, any other things that you want to talk about? Any I more fucking know. <laughs> Tales stuff? Any more anything else? I love Tales. It's We're gonna, stupid. We're um, <clears> going <throat> to keep on trucking with our... Game stuff to one degree or another. Uh, one more word about Tales of the Abyss. Um, it's opening song, Karma Fucking Slaps. It's by Bump of Chicken, which is a great band. Um, those are words. It's, a, it's all caps, too. That band name is all caps. They recently did a, um, a like Pokemon anniversary music video thing that I don't remember who animated it, but they did the song for it, um, which is fun. It's a, It's a good time. But my favorite part about that one in particular is the, like, the the song, like, the melody, I guess, pops up in a lot of different places throughout the game, which is why they couldn't do the Tales of Symphonia thing and just, like, change the song for the opening credits. They just took the lyrics out for the English release. <laughs> um, but that melody pops up in a lot of different places, and it's great. That's all. Okay. Karma's a wonderful song, and Meaning of Birth fucking slaps, but <laughs> Indeed. that's neither here nor there. Gotcha. Tales of the Abyss. It's a video game. It's yes. an old video game. It is. It may Many never get ago. a remake because they did it on the 3DS, and I'm so mad. That game would have been so good on like a higher-res console than like the PS2 or the 3DS, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. I do still regret that the, I st- I the re- collective I DS catalogs have kind of been... Like, a, that stuff's harder to resurrect than it mm-hmm. should be uh, for just being on weird hardware. That also has a weird interface on top of yeah. everything else. But I know there are emulators, so, like, mm-hmm. it's not completely dead, but yeah, it's, it's much harder than it has to be. Mm-hmm. I've just got karma in my head. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that, like I said, unless you got anything else you want to talk about, as for us, we're going to keep trying to work on stuff. Yeah. Uh, small update to down the drain. Hopefully coming pretty soon. Just fix a couple things. Yeah, I play tested some the other day. Bigger update will be coming later. Yeah. At minimum, we'll have new boss fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe some other stuff. We'll see. New-ish sort of mode mm-hmm. to go with said boss fight. Yeah. Then we'll just keep on trucking. Soundtrack stuff still coming. It's been more of a hassle than I wanted it to be, but mm. that's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter update coming in the next couple weeks. Well, was this going to come? Kind of more of all this, basically. Yeah, basically the things I just said in mm-hmm. slightly more detail. Uh, yeah. I had still hoped that we would maybe hear something back from Nintendo so I could put that in there, but that hasn't happened yet. So Yeah, we are still waiting on that nonsense. Uh, the update on, right, the update on the Switch version is to be determined. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. Uh, working on working on getting the ability to work on it. Working on and working on. Hardware is attempting to be acquired. Wahoo. Um, we might get a Steam Deck at some point. I saw that they are going to fulfill anybody who has a pre-order 
this oh, year. Okay. Well, there was then... a th- I saw something on like passing on Twitter that was like anyone who has mm-hmm. probably a, keep a that one then. thing now yeah. will get it by like Q three, I think. Oh, that's pretty good. Q three, that's Q4. not bad at all. If they can, if um, they can you should that. you should look into that more. Yeah, I'll like, double check. Like I said, it was just a passing thing, and I was like, I meant to bring that up and just yeah. forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I got one. We learned that somebody was trying to play it on mm-hmm. Steam Deck to mixed results. I think they eventually figured it out and got the game okay. working, but it is not built for Steam Deck. Nope. Down the drain is uh, is built for Windows, which, mm-hmm. like I said, like, like I told them, you know, any of those games can work on Steam Deck based on how good Valve's implementation layer is to to like simulate emulate them, quote-unquote, right, yeah. right, to simulate the Windows environment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently after an uninstall and reinstall it, it, hmm. it seemed to be working. So I don't know why that is, but someday we'll get a Steam Deck and I'll find out for myself probably. <laughs> Wahoo! Um, Yeehaw! Yeah, that's mostly. I think that's about it for us right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, Colette, thank you for being in the room and being yeah. not not too violent, you goofy little cat. Yeah, she was just sitting over in the corner. Yeah, she's been mostly pretty good. Uh, Lorraine, thank you for sitting down and talking about stuff for a little bit. Yeah. We missed the stream this week, but I'm glad we got a podcast in. Uh, still want to try to keep on that stuff as diligently as possible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, life's always going to happen. Life's always yeah. going to happen. And, and technically, podcast is always easier because the date can sh- shift yeah. a little more. Like the it's much are. easier to just sit down, press record, than mm-hmm. it is to like yeah, and boot in, up all the hardware, right. make sure things are running right. In a theoretical future where we're hopefully... Uh, moving around at least a little more like taking maybe more than one trip in the last three years mm-hmm. or whatever I mean, uh, streaming other, stuff hard to do podcast still theoretically be done on the road but... that's true we did do it on the road yeah that's that is factual that Multiple happened times um yeah and with all that said i think we'll call it a show thank, Woo! thank you lorraine for hanging out yeah talking about stuff uh thank you internet for listening mm-hmm. and uh stay tuned we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more, more indie games, more chatter about whatever, and um, probably a few updates from us. So bang, bang. Have a good evening, afternoon, or whatever time it is for you, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.